0: hello and welcome to the latest royal roundup from talk tv so pop the kettle on this is the royal tea king charles has been crowned after months of build-up so it is time for our coronation Check out. I'm joined today by royal commentator and Talk TV regular Afia Hagen, the Sun's former royal editor Duncan Narkom, and royal commentator Emily Andrews. Hello to you all. How are we feeling
1: Nackered. after? <laughs> Someone was going to have to say. There's it. only one word for it. <laughs> Bunded out. Bunded out. No, Absolutely. Go. Emily, how was it for you?
2: Fantastic. But I think we're all feeling a little weary now. Yeah.
0: What about? the day itself of the coronation and your impressions of it, of because there was so much build up to this. It was was an enormous day,
1: a moment in history. Mm -hmm. How do you think it went? I mean, the build up was really intense, actually, wasn't it? And I think on the day, I mean, the weather absolutely did not help. But you know, like I said, 50 million times on the day, it didn't dampen people's spirits. And I think for me personally, it was incredible to be at Westminster Abbey, at that life position to like see the Diamond State coach and see the, the golden carriage with your very eyes right in front of you. It was an incredible spectacle. All the marching bands, the horses, the armed forces. I mean, earlier on in the morning, I saw sh- shots of the armed forces walking through the streets of London. They came into Waterloo Station uh, and to get to their like rendezvous point, they sort of wandered through the streets of London, I all thought it really was so casual. British that they commuted in by yeah. train in full uniform. Brilliant. I mean, the only time the trains have ever run on time <laughs> in London. Yeah. Um, and then to see them, like, all regimented. I mean, we do pomp and pageantry better than anyone else in the world. It was an incredible spectacle. Mm. Duncan, what was it like for you? What What would you pick out? as If you were going to take one
0: moment from that day, what stands out for you?
3: I, th- I think, for me, it was probably the moment when... King Charles came out on the balcony and I know that's obviously a big point but it it struck me as it happened that um how many times in his life has he been out on that balcony mm. and it's not been about him um that time everyone gathered was there to see him and it was his moment he'd waited since he was a four-year-old boy for so I, I that that moment didn't cry or anything but for me I thought that must have been um, such an emotional moment for a, a guy that, as I say, has rehearsed that in his head, mm. thousands and thousands of times.
0: And actually that's a good point because we had the, the family balcony moment and mm. they went back in and then we saw the King and Queen yes. come back out just on their own. And you saw him, uh, the this gratitude on his face as he was thanking the crowds. And,
3: and of course the balcony being the place where only last year, the, the country paid their respects to an incredibly beloved queen in her jubilee mm. um, a balcony is such a an place where William and Kate kissed and you know it, it represents so much so for for someone who let's be absolutely honest um there was a time when many people thought he would be an unsuitable king and thought the public wouldn't warn to him for that moment it, it for me it kind of put all of the doubts all of the scepticism and and the ghosts of the past if you like put Mm. them all to bed in one fell swoop
0: and to see those crowds before him all up the mall all around in front of of buckingham palace um, even in what was pretty biblical weather wasn't it the rain
2: (laughs) yes i mean it was stair rods i mean we saw it on friday and on saturday the rain kind of came down and then it came up again and i felt very sorry actually for the royal women because those dresses obviously floor length Mm. with potentially fabric shoes. I mean, it was apparently Kate said afterwards, it was like wearing wet towels. So very tricky to kind of look the part and and I'm sure we'll talk about Kate's fashion in a minute. So it was very tricky conditions. I mean, Two moments for me stood out. One was when Camilla was crowned. Yes, I agree. There's been a lot of talk about the narrative arc of her journey from mistress to queen. I don't want to talk about that because I think that's been done. I, she looked terrified. I thought mm. in the Abbey. Okay. She obviously, you know, she she hadn't worked Thursday, hadn't worked Friday, and she genuinely, we were told, was very very nervous. I mean, you could tell that by looking at her. I actually mm. felt very sorry for her. I the thought poor she woman. looked very
0: human actually. Yes. I thought
2: the poor the woman arch- didn't want to be there.
0: Well, the uh, I, I wasn't. It wasn't that she didn't want to be there. I just thought this moment with the Archbishop, and and you know, he had to put those
2: crowns yeah. down mm. pretty mm. strongly. Yeah. She was her hair kind of, and she was trying to sort sort. Her. It was very, as you say, very human. Mm. Very kind of human reaction mm. to what was a momentous moment, and she did seem more composed afterwards once it. Do you know,
3: I, I actually think that probably played into her favour because can you imagine a woman who got the crown and was almost looking like the cat Blast. that got the, yeah. Chi- yeah. you know, yes. I, I think, yeah, yeah and, and it, there was it was honest and it was raw rather mm. than sort of arrogant and staged. I thought. Naturally, that probably was the best-case scenario for her.
2: And a, and actually, she she actually looked, you know, after she and Charles had sat on the on the um, chairs of state, on the thrones, effectively. Um, she actually Archbishop Canterbury was next to her, and she she was reaching for his hand as she stood up to make yeah. sure she didn't fall. So, well, those robes were incredibly feeling? heavy as yeah. well yeah. that they were
0: wielding uh, with the help of the pages of honor, among them.
1: Uh, Prince George, how did they get on? I mean, they did really well, didn't mm. they? Didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, even one of them had a broken arm, managed to to do really well. I, th- I thought they were, their parents would be so proud of them. You know, and what a story to go into, to. Tell your schoolmates, like on Tuesday, what did you do over the bank holiday? I was in the coronation. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> it... The schoolmates will be like, I yeah. saw you, yeah. you were on the balcony. The, the,
3: the world's most impressive ever show and tell, Yeah, yes. we saying, yes. was exactly. A crown, here we are.
1: <laughs>
0: One of the details I like was that Prince George had managed to change the fashion uh, for the pages because yeah. he didn't want to be teased at school for wearing breeches and tights. I mean, it makes sense. He managed to wear trousers and all the pages did. And you can totally understand that. He he
3: seemed really busy on the day and very focused. And I think that's probably a good thing, because can you imagine what He's nine years old. He's old okay. enough to know that one day that's going to be him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes.
3: And um, I, I, you know, penny for his thoughts. Absolutely. And
1: I know. Actually, sorry. I wonder what he was thinking at that moment, mm. where Prince William, the Prince of Wales, was kneeling before his father, King Charles III. You know, when he pledged his allegiance, mm. he had that moment. He kissed him on the cheek. I wonder if George was looking at that, thinking, "My gosh, that's going to be yeah. me exactly." Be and, me. And, yeah. and William, exactly. at that moment, mm. as, as
0: he. Nelton kissed his father, knowing that, yeah. that that's going to be that him. next coronation mm. will mm. be his.
2: I thought for me that was another standout moment. Mm. Actually, yeah. that moment between father and son, yeah. um, as in William and Charles, and the love between the two of them, and the mm. real warmth. And then, of course, when William stood up, kissed his father, kissed the crown, and then um, Charles said, "Thank you." I mm. thought he said, "Thank you, dear boy," but mm. I'm not an official lit reader. He definitely said, "Thank you," either William or dear boy, and you know we we know that that relationship hasn't always been the warmest between mm. Charles and William and we also know that when George was born you know Charles felt a bit pushed out with the grandchildren so lovely to have that kind of trio of George William and Charles personally very warm and cordial but also very important from a symbolic point of view yeah. in terms of this is the future of the monarchy the monarchy is safe and secure. Yeah, uh,
0: They are a team now, yep. aren't they? I yep. mean, they really are. The role of William is very, very important now, particularly given the age of Charles, mm-hmm. that actually he's not going to have as long a wait as his father did. Yeah.
3: No, I think that's true as well. I think as you watched it, you got a sense that, OK, that's the first coronation for 70 years, but it's it's not going to be... An, an awfully long time. I mean, starting your first day at work when you're 74 years old Mm. um, is fairly radical in any other industry. Um, So I think there was that sense that this is, if in many ways, King Charles's reign may just be a kind of consolidating Mm. reign, a holding reign ready for when William and Kate um, ascend or William ascends to the throne himself.
2: He almost, uh, we don't want to say this too much because obviously the, the coronation was only a couple of days aw- away. But for me, he is a caretaker king. And I don't yeah. mean that in a pejorative way, I mean it in a positive way mm. because, you know, when we think about those images at the Abbey with his son and his grandson. And I think we are going to see, obviously, a coronation. It's not, we're not going to wait another 70 years. And I thought that was also partly probably why we saw so much of the first family of the Waleses over the coronation weekend. You know, we saw that impromptu walkabout by William and Kate on the Friday, obviously big, big roles on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, the big lunch with William and Kate, they came out, we weren't expecting that. Mm -hmm. But it's good that they were because obviously we didn't see the the King and Queen on the day. Mm -hmm. And then on the Monday, Louis, First yeah, we're going to talk public about Public role. So, yeah. I, the, 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 the sort of the image, the, the use of the first family of the Waleses, they are now going to have to be front and centre because, as you say, Duncan, quite rightly, we do have a king who's 74, 75 in November, and a 75 year old queen. Mm.
0: And I, I thought that looking at the images of Kate, the Princess of Wales, um, she could not have looked more regal.
3: No, no she, she tried. Did. She she, like, and, and yeah.
0: you know, that was a future queen.
3: She, I mean, her outfit was phenomenal. Um, phenomenal, as, yeah. as regal phenomenal as you can get. Incredible. Yeah, and and, and funny for, for, for me because obviously the first time I saw Kate, she was a uh, an undergraduate at university and, and nobody knew who she was. She was very shy. Um, and then suddenly to see her almost looking like ready to be (laughs) Royal Britannia. Yeah, she's like a Greek,
2: like a goddess. I mean, Charles said said, no tiaras because he wanted the formality of the robes of of the garter and also for the Royal Victorian Order, for the ladies, if they weren't members of the Order of the Garter. Charles said no tiaras. I mean, it's almost like Kate said, Okay, I'll take your no tiara, and I'll raise you. <laughs> it was a, a wreath really, of, a, of a kind of, of a Greek goddess or it a, was, a, an Olympic yeah, champion. It, was, but it really was beautiful,
1: gorgeous, wasn't it? And you know, Alexander McQueen does it again with the outfits for both Kate and oh, Charlotte. Mm. Charlotte. And I, you know, we talked about it, didn't we? The mummy and me matching was just so cute, and embroidered with flowers from the four different corners of the UK. I mean, they just looked. So gorgeous. And the headdress, so that the leaf
0: motif on the headdress in yeah. keeping with that theme of the natural world. The horticultural yeah. motifs yeah. on
2: Camilla's robe. Mm-hmm. It was all very the thematic was the themes were lovely. Yeah.
0: And and Camilla's dress made by Bruce Oldfield, who was a Bernardo's boy. She's patron of Bernardo's. Yeah. And Jess Collett for Alexander McQueen making the headdress. Jess Collett having got a start in business with a grant from the Princess Prince's Trust. Trust. Yeah. So I, I thought those touches that the, the thought and the level of detail behind uh, all of that was really spectacular. On the subject of the robes, Mm -hmm. Prince Andrew was wearing the robes of the Order of the Garter, the highest order of chivalry. There were some raised eyebrows that he had Mm. been allowed to wear those. What what do you think it said? What message was that giving us, do you think, Duncan?
3: It was one of the odd parts for me. Um, of the day because, you know, yes, of course, under the previous queen, he was very much um, uh, an an order of the garters, so he was entitled to wear it. But I thought he he kind of came in and then got pushed next to a pillar. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you don't call them pillars in Westminster Abbey, but you take my point, a big stone thing. Um, And he was kind of shuttled off there and that was it, right? That's that's your lot. We'll let you wear third rows, row. but mm, yeah, you, third row and you, back. Row three, keep 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 some. So I, I thought it was a bit humiliating, probably for him. I,
2: I actually, I actually, I th- I thought the opposite. I agree right. with you on the on the row three, Duncan, absolutely. But I thought it was a potential olive branch, or well, not yeah. an olive branch, because Charles, frankly, he's king. He doesn't have to give olive branches now, apart from to Montecito. But we'll talk about that later. Um, And obviously Andrew wasn't allowed to wear his military uniform for the Queen's funeral. He doesn't represent the armed forces anymore. I heard that he actually came to the Abbey in a suit and then got changed but I, I I don't think that he would have been able to wear those robes without Charles's approval, no. and I think that Charles allowing... And Andrew would have asked. Of course, Andrew would have wanted to be mm. in the Order of the Garter. That's the highest order he has. And it obviously shows that he's still very royal, although not working, hence row three. And I thought that was a very magnanimous touch, actually, by Charles, because mm. he's shown that he can be ruthless when he wants to be. We, mm. we still don't know what's going to happen with Royal Lodge in Windsor, where Andrew... Lives, but Mm. apparently he has been asked to vacate because of Mm. the repairs that are needed But here was a way of Charles saying on my big day you my brother can still shine and I thought that was very nice
0: Mm. Well, we've talked about Prince Andrew and his uh, third row seat also in the third row was Prince Harry now I thought that was a very poignant image as Harry walked into Westminster Abbey affair on his own Uh, No Meghan with him, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, There was also another image as the family headed off in their carriages back to Buckingham Palace and then he was standing outside at the Abbey waiting for his car. We couldn't have seen the gulf played out more obviously if we'd tried. Um, But he looked (laughs) pretty relaxed actually, talking to those in the congregation, chatting to
1: the Archbishop of Canterbury a chat with Princess Anne yeah he looked fine. I mean, he looked, he did look relaxed. I mean, yeah, he was walking single file into the Abbey, but it he was. It can't have been with, easy. No, definitely can't have been easy. But he was with his cousins, Beatrice and Eugenie, and yes. their husbands, um, and Mike Tyndall and Zara Phillips as well. And that's who I thought he would be with. And I'm mm. glad that he was with them. Uh, yeah, he was sat in the third row, but having conversations, looking quite relaxed. Probably had a conversation with Princess Anne's feather from what? her blues and royals <laughs> uniform, which was strategically in his face. It was a bit
0: like the candle that was in front of Meghan during the funeral on every camera angle.
1: But I think, you know, he looked relaxed. He did what he came to do. He saw his father being crowned and then he was off back to Montecito to, to, to celebrate his child's birthday. And I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, there was something like, I read there was something like 68 stories written about him on, you know, over the course of the weekend. But there really wasn't much to say. He came, he saw. He went home and it was fine.
3: And, and if you take Harry at his word, let's be honest, that's a reminder for Harry of, the institution that he is so pleased to be away from and living in montecito i mean i, I mean this is what he's saying mm. um so why wouldn't why wouldn't he therefore turn up think i'm i'm here to pay my respects to my father and my. And he family. still believes
0: in the institution of monarchy yeah. and that was yeah. what this was but, all about but yeah. the,
3: but the costumes and the um ceremony and all of those things presumably as he's told us he hates all of that mm. so Maybe that's why he he, he breezed through, he, he, yeah. he performed yeah. fine. He didn't, he didn't look out of, well, out of place. He didn't look like he wanted the earth to swallow him up. No. And perhaps that's why. Yeah,
1: he was just relaxed, fine. Um, he wasn't
0: on the balcony. Uh, he wasn't involved in any of the events uh, afterwards, which we, we knew was going to mm. be the case. And he was back to say goodnight to his children in California later on that night. I think it was a 28-hour visit. Mm. Emily. He,
2: yes, I mean it was it was Harry in a hurry, <laughs> um, but interestingly he did stop off at Buckingham Palace on
1: the way to the airport.
0: Did he? I'm, I'm not, sure. not sure about this. The timings yeah, for me. Yeah, wouldn't
1: work because he left Westminster Abbey. I think it was like ten past one or one fifteen, and he was at Heathrow Airport at two o five. So how did he make half-an-hour stop-off the Buckingham Palace? Charles gave him, because
2: obviously we know that security's been a massive issue for Harry and he's we've still got an ongoing court case um, in the UK courts against the UK government, obviously not giving him police security. So Charles allocated him a uh, diplomatic royal police protection for the visit. And so with Blues and Twos, he could have done, with, you know, with a police escort, he could have got to the Windsor Suite at... Um, Heathrow Airport. I, I, I mean, I was. Uh, th- it has been reported, obviously, that he stopped at Buckingham Palace. I mean, if, if, it, if it's untrue, then then we should be told. And if it's true, <laughs> I, I wonder why. Because, as you say, guys, he was still in his morning suit, um, which Dior told us that they, oh yes, which yes, they told gorgeous. us that they had made. It was a bit crumpled, I thought, at the back. Good. Well, he has been sitting. No, this is when he arrived at the He's Abbey. He pulled
3: it out of his overnight bag. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a ballot now to, oh, uh, exactly. to steam it. But, I th- but look, I-, I always thought it was, um, I had hoped Megan would come. She didn't. I thought it was an elegant solution. That he came. I was really glad that he came because, after all, as, as we said, you know, I think it was really important for his personal relationship yeah. with his father to be there for his father. And we know that behind the scenes, Charles is very keen to reconcile with his mm. son. So it was very good that, obviously, he accepted the invitation. The two men, it meant the two men did talk before um, the coronation ceremony. There hasn't been some big round table discussion that Harry told us he wanted, which was his effectively sort of demand before he would say that he would come to the coronation. But I do have, there's fragile peace and that can only be a good thing. Because apart from the personal, it's really important symbolically actually to the monarchy that the king's second son's there.
1: I think also this was a good icebreaker. You know, this is a good prelude to what could come to discussions that could come Mm. to like a round table conference or whatever that could come. I think this was a good, groundbreaker it was a good first step perhaps on the road to reconciliation would... I, I, was, I,
3: I thought one one thing that that wasn't wasted on me was as harry's making his dash back to the airport presumably he would have been up looking up in the sky as, as the as the um, planes went past and what was there two apache helicopters mm. yeah. the actual helicopters that he flew yeah. in afghanistan and i i would almost defy anyone to have been in harry's shoes having seen how he wasn't part of the big pomp and ceremony then look up in the sky and see the thing that he did so brilliantly in mm. Afghanistan Harry, harry's contribution and get on that plane and not have any pangs of, of regret I, I i'm i'm amateur psychology no, I but i would agree. challenge him and the
2: army yes. was That's so important to yes
0: yeah And that leads us on nicely to the fly pass, which was a very much reduced uh, fly pass because of the weather conditions. So we had the helicopters, but we did get the red arrows Mm. flying over Buckingham Palace and those incredible images. And and after that balcony appearance by the working royals, we then had the formal photographs uh, taken inside. So we had the the king sitting in the throne, we had uh, Camilla uh, by her throne, we had one of the two of them, and then we had the the working royals Mm -hmm. photograph. (laughs) <laughs> that face, Emily, what she, was that
3: You missed that face off camera.
0: <laughs> now, you, you weren't impressed by the photograph of the working royals, I take it, then?
2: No. Why not? Well, I just thought for a monarchy that needs to be very cognizant of iconography and symbolism and what they're trying to portray, there's only four people in that photograph, under 70. That photograph to me screamed old, fuddy-duddy, ancient, out of touch. Yes, the robes look brilliant in the abbey. Yes, actually, I thought that formal that formal touch was brilliant in the Abbey, but in that photograph, it just, it could have come from something from 200 years ago. Where were the children? Yeah. Where were the pages? Where was George, the future? Where was Charlotte? Where was Louis? I mean, in an ideal world, I would have loved to see Archie and but there in there as well, and also Megan. but mm-hmm. okay, we talked about that, no. But it just struck me, as this picture could have been from three, two, three hundred three hundred years ago, I, I, I thought it was a big mistake to release that picture, because I'm sure that other pictures would have been taken yeah. with the pages with the children. Mm-hmm. If you're releasing that picture along with the one of, of of Charles, again, I didn't really like it too dark, loved the one of Camilla on her own. Hugo Bernand is a brilliant society photographer. He's been used by the royals many, many times. But for that decision to be taken to release that picture of just those, I mean, and again, Princess Alexandra loved her, but, you know, Sophie and, yeah. and Edward were basically holding her up. <laughs> Bless yeah, her. i, I, I mean. I'm
3: inclined to to agree yeah. with you completely, and I think what it what it demonstrates, apart from I mean, like take William and Kate out of that picture, and the average age was a less. No, yeah, not even <laughs> go there. But it shows just potentially going forward how much pressure is actually on William and Kate. Yes,
2: absolutely.
3: They have got a huge job. On I mean, that.
0: if it's it's I'm awesome. going to take the opposing view, what that photograph showed was quiet loyalty. To the royal family. So when you look at the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, mm-hmm. when you look at the Duke of Kent, Kent. and Princess Alexandra, behind the scenes, very quietly, they have been supporting the monarchy for decades. And this was a recognition of that. But I do agree with you that it portrayed an aging monarchy and we didn't see the future apart from mm. in the Prince and Princess of Wales.
1: And this is a big problem that the monarchy has that it needs to modernise and not just modernise in, you know, having younger people in the photographs. Who is advising them? A younger person or younger advisers would have said to them, look, this photograph, like Emily so rightly said, this photograph looks like it's from 1628. We need to release a picture that has the future of the monarchy in it, mm. younger advisors would have been able to tell them that. So the modernizing of the monarchy is looking at the future, looking at the future children, but also having better advice. Mm. Because better advice will tell you, this photograph is not going to play out well with the public. A beautiful picture, absolutely. But like Emily, you said again, there will be pictures that will have been taken yeah. with younger royals, with the children, why not release one of them show us what the future of the monarchy looks louis like. hiding under the road exactly <laughs> and it's
2: such a shame because actually in the Abbey ceremony, and we've talked before about the changes that have been made. Charles has modernised. He had changed it. You know, the, as he came in, he greeted a young chorister and said, cons- I'm here to serve. It's exactly. Not it's not the consistency. It's not consistent. So he is, it's not that he is a fuddy duddy monarch out of touch. He does believe in modernising the monarchy, slimming it down, changes here, modernising there, slowly, slowly. And that picture I thought did him a disservice because, as you say, there's not the consistency of message there. Mm.
0: Um, let's lighten the mood somewhat <laughs> and let's talk about Sunday yes. and the Coronation Concert. Yeah, um, I was there. It was great, yeah. superb. Mm-hmm. And what an experience to be walking through the grounds of Windsor Castle, the King's back garden. Um, what did you uh, think of it? What were
1: the highlights? I mean, it? I was covering it, so I was just on the other side of the castle wall in a, a, a live position with the castle behind me uh, and we could hear it and it was Incredible. But let's just take a moment for Take That.
0: (laughs) Can we just... If anyone wasn't watching on one of our previous episodes, Sophia, what was your official role so at the I Take That fan club? I was
1: the president of the Take That fan club in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, she has a vested super interest. Fan. In super thing. fan, super so fan. And I'm not going to lie to you, I had genuine tears in my eyes when they were singing Never Forget. Maybe because I was thinking of my 10-year-old self, I don't know. But I just thought they were brilliant. Lionel Richie, incredible, got a bit panned, not. I mean, I don't know why,
0: because spice. sitting there watching it, he yeah. got everybody up dancing, was, including the whole of the royal box. He was that brilliant. image of of the king and Baroness Scotland having and a boogie
1: cry. <laughs> Can I just say, Caramut and Miss Piggy, no need to be every single royal engagement <laughs> because they absolutely made it. I thought they were really funny. Oh,
2: no, I, I didn't like it. Oh,
1: I love oh, them and Kermit dancing with the Royal Bots was really funny. But I thought it was, like, royal concerts are always a complete mishmash of everything and anything in music. I mean, where else are you going to find, you know, Lionel Richie on the same bill as Pete Tong on the same bill as a coronation choir on the same bill as that amazing young pianist. Lucy. Lucy, mm. that, yeah. you know, where are you going to, and Tiwa Savage, brilliant Nigerian Afrobeat singer, where are you going to find all these people on the same mm. bill? You wouldn't. So it was just, it was a great mashup of great music and it was really fun. A great way to end the weekend actually.
0: And uh, George and Charlotte got a, a late, Night out uh, for the concert. Uh, Louis, it was way past his bedtime. He was tucked up because he had a big day the next day, at, didn't he? His first official royal engagement as part of the big help out, and we saw him at Duncan driving a digger.
3: Well, absolutely what what, what, what better possibly go wrong with
2: Louis? trying to
0: get Wow. And <laughs> trying his hand at archery and, and
3: <laughs> toasting marshmallows. <isn't> yeah. Nice sharp stick in his hand.
2: And an open fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every and mother... lots of insurance. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, and no, I I mean it, seeing Louis is, is becoming a treat, I think, for a lot of role watchers because there's no um, pretense with him he's just everyone can identify with with a little boy and that's clever because Mm. that means everyone can identify with william and kate and i think that's the key there
0: and it was shrewd wasn't it because his first engagement was very much something that he could get involved in and enjoy it was fun
2: yeah. And it's been look, it's been really interesting seeing how Kate and William have um, decided to utilise or not their children, because it is really hard, obviously, when you have young children, as, as we're all parents, we know, and putting them in front of the world's cameras is, is a really, really big decision. Mm-hmm. The Palace has always said every time that the children are expected to attend, it's never publicised beforehand. It's always, you know, if they're OK on the day and normally they are. But it's interesting, actually, on the court circular, Louis was listed as going to the coronation concert on the Sunday evening and so obviously that was the intention that he should go but it was it was too late for him so on the mm-hmm. day Kate and William obviously decided no because they he was going to go to the scouts hut on the Monday it was a perfect engagement it was renovating a scouts hut and um, or, you know their, their sort of equipment and stuff and it was absolutely brilliant because it was just like a lovely day out for him and I'm sure Kate and William would have explained the cameras and that there would have been a very small mm-hmm. rotor but it would have been lots for the children there was archery there's lots of things to do you know George with his drill electric drill and yeah there was lots and lots of things and Kate obviously could keep an eye on on louis and and hopefully he had a good time too because this is going to be his future life and actually when you think about that when you're kind of looking at a just five-year-old that's 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 a big ask isn't it he did get
0: rewarded with extra marshmallows and a s'mores some s'mores didn't he he
2: he couldn't believe his luck when he got (laughs) The extra one. And about William and Kate, we're thinking, well, William said, oh, you've made his day, and William's probably thinking,
0: Sugar High. Sugar High, 20 <laughs> minutes, 20 <laughs> minutes, we've
2: we got to Sugar High, take him out.
1: <laughs> and we learnt a nickname, his nickname at home. Uh, yeah, fear. Louie Bug, isn't he? Yeah. That's really cute. But I mean, we all have like 15 nicknames for our kids, isn't it? But you know, it humanizes them. Uh, it humanizes the whole family, humanizes him, um, and gives us a little snapshot into their family life. I think that's cute. People love to know these details,
3: don't they? Yeah, I I think that's true and I think when you contrast the events on Monday um, with the official portrait we've just been talking about, Mm. um, yes, there's lots of robes, crowns and jewels and traditions, but we are still talking about a family, um, a big family, but one that has got many, many years left in its tank with the likes of Louis and his brother and sister.
2: And it's been interesting, actually, looking at how the... Um, I was going to call them Team Cambridge. Of course, they're not anymore, are they? Kensington Palace, Team Wales, how their social media and comms has been constructed. We have some lovely kind of videos really after good, this yes. coronation Super concert, slick. After super slick videos, after the Buckingham Palace Garden Party on Tuesday, after the Scout Hut visit on Monday of these of, of the Waleses. Very slick And on uh, Saturday after, after the coron- coronation. coronation. Behind yeah. the scenes. Behind the scenes. After the concert. As well. And as you guys say, this is exactly what the public royal watchers love to see. That, that sort of, that raise of the behind the curtain, mm-hmm. so that we see a little but not too much because that's what the the late queen was so brilliant at doing queen elizabeth you know preserving the mystique preserving the magic and in this sort of new age of social media and it's a very slick corporate presentation but yet i still found it very charming you yeah. know seeing charlotte really excited before the concert seeing mm. kate kind of you know hefting up her dress to make sure that you know it didn't get too wet these are the things we want to see but of course we don't hear them speak which is yeah. clever yeah nice music over the top yeah. so it. Yeah, very good presentation. Well, thank you very much, uh,
0: everybody. You can go and put your feet up
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) now after all of that hard
0: work over the coronation. Afia, Duncan and Emily, we will see you soon. That is it for this week's episode of The Royalty. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back again with lots more next week.